Hello and welcome to the Innate Wisdom Podcast. So today I'm going to talk about something which my mentor Chip Chipman has called futurizing. This has to do with the way we we worry about what may happen in the future. And of course, because when we're worrying about something, we're anxious. So I'm going to be talking about anxiety and also panic attacks. Now, I just want to start by repeating the fact that all of our experience in any moment is created in the mind. And that we use our imagination to create that experience. Um, and that the the same process that we, or the same pro, ne- neurological processes that we use to create our experience in the present moment, they're the same as we use for dreaming and also for remembering the past and imagining the future. And what's really important about this is that the brain can't distinguish at a reptilian level between our current experience, our memories, and our our thinking about the future, that imagined future. So when we're imagining a future which causes anxiety, that reptilian part of the brain recruits exactly the same mechanisms as it would if you were actually right now confronting a threat. Now, in actual fact, when you're confronted by a real threat, for instance, if you're at the zoo and a tiger escaped from its its enclosure, you would be afraid of the tiger. That's fear. And that would would cause you most probably to run away or to maybe climb a tree. I I don't know. I've never been faced with an actual real live tiger loose. But I know just looking at tigers in zoos that they're pretty scary animals anyway. However, and that is something that is fear. It's something that's happening now that's fear. However, if you're planning a trip to the zoo, or maybe you're not planning it, but somebody else is planning it and they want you to go with them, and you're afraid that a tiger will escape while you're there, that's anxiety. But your body, being unable to distinguish between what's happening now in in reality and what may happen in the future, when you get into the anxious state, your body brings out exactly the same physical responses. So your heart rate will increase, you'll start sweating. There's a whole bunch of different things that happen and it's getting you ready for either fight or flight. So either running away or possibly putting up a fight. So coming back to the whole notion of futurizing. These are the what if questions we ask ourselves about something that might happen in the future. So, for instance, if you have an exam coming up or a job interview or just a difficult conversation with your boss or your spouse or, I don't know, your sister or brother, for instance, or your child. And then you start asking yourself questions like, what if I forget the things I learned about, I don't know, Napoleonic history or... Or what if those people on the interview panel ask me about my weaknesses and I freeze up? Or what if my sister confronts me with the fact that I told her a lie? All those what if questions. And that's what Chip Chipman calls futurizing. And when we start futurizing, we often end up having the same physical response as if the same, that exact thing was happening right now. 
as if you are at this moment in an exam and you have forgotten what you learned. Now, the important thing about that stress response, that fight or flight response, is it's supposed to persist for about half an hour. And then, you know, if you were out on the if you were out on the plains and you were being pursued by a tiger, you're either going to get eaten or you're going to escape. And it doesn't take that long to get out of that situation. And once you're out of it, then you go back to your cave and you recuperate. Now, it may be that it persists for an hour or two hours, but at the end of the day, it doesn't go on for that long and it doesn't happen that often. But in modern life, what happens is that it recurs over and over again. We seem to have got ourselves into a situation where we're under stress almost every day of the week and sometimes for hours. Now, some of that stress is real. For instance, it might be that your boss is constantly bullying you or that your spouse is abusing you. And that could be physical abuse or emotional abuse. And that's real. But when we're talking about anxiety, we're talking about stress, which is in our thinking. So we're talking here again about, about futurizing. And the important thing to remember is that when we have that stressful thinking, it makes it harder to make rational decisions about anything. And what we tend to do, this is a really human response, we tend to overthink. In fact, to be honest, overthinking seems to become something that everyone knows about these days, which is a good thing because actually we all need to know that we do it and we need to know that it doesn't do us any good. So we're sitting there and we're worrying about whatever it is we think is going to happen or might happen in the future. And we're going around in circles and we can all kinds of different what if questions. And, you know, we've got three, four different options and we're going through all the possible scenarios if we did one or the other of those options. And then at the end of the day, we're exhausted. We go to bed, we can't sleep properly. We dream too much. We don't get enough deep sleep and we're even more tired. And actually it hasn't got us anywhere because the next morning, unless something has settled the next morning, it's the same old, it's the same old wheel. So that overthinking isn't helping. Now you may think that your anxiety the anxious feelings and the anxious thinking is caused by that thing that's coming up in the future. The thing you're worrying about, the thing that may or may not happen, whether it be the job interview or the conversation with your sister who you lied to last week or whatever it might be. But actually, it's not possible. It's not possible for something that may happen in the future, but actually may not happen at all, and which definitely hasn't happened yet. It's not possible for that to cause any kind of thinking or feeling. It's just that you've got yourself into a situation where you're worrying about something that might happen and that is colouring your thinking. So here we talk about anxious goggles. It's as if you're wearing anxious goggles and actually what often happens then is that the anxiety spills over into other areas of your life and some people wear anxious goggles almost all the time and they worry about tiny things that really don't matter and they worry about big things but for often things which have not happened yet have not happened yet and may not happen at all. So it's really important to remember that the things that haven't yet happened and may never happen cannot make you feel a certain way in the present. But we only have what we have in the moment, in the present moment. And if you have anxiety in the present moment, 
well, that's a, a powerful emotion and it needs to be respected. It doesn't work or help to push the anxiety away. Anxiety away. You need to recognize it for what it is. So in a way, the first step to dealing with anxiety is to recognize exactly what you're experiencing. To notice that you're futurizing. To notice that you're worrying about things that may never happen. And when you understand that the anxious thinking is leading to anxious feelings and that those feelings might be manifesting in your body as maybe a racing heart or chest pain or maybe weak wobbly legs. Once you understand this, that means you can be less afraid of your experience. And the really important thing to remember about anxiety is that when we are afraid of the anxiety, it makes it worse. And you can end up in a feedback loop where the anxiety feeds on more on more anxiety, which feeds on more anxiety, and that can lead to a panic attack. And that's when you start to get the symptoms that you think are actually a heart attack, where well, they're not. It's just that you're having a really intense fight or flight response. The physiology, physiological response, which is supposed to enable you to run away from a predator, but it's not supposed, it's not appropriate to thinking about something that's probably never going to happen. Or it's going to happen very differently from how you've been imagining it. So with clarity, you focus on your innate well-being and you understand how your thinking is creating anxiety. And this is part of the, of the secret to letting go of anxiety. And I know it's easier to say than is to do, easier said than done. But there are various tools out there which enable us to get to get a um, to get to that place where we can settle a bit. So, for instance, just focusing on your breathing for a short while, allowing your breath to lengthen and deepen, and again, just reminding yourself of what you're doing. And realizing you can stop and doing something else you know if you're worrying about that exam and you're not in a fit state to do any revision then you go for a walk or you have a bath or I don't know you bake bake some bread or make a cake or something it doesn't matter but something that connects you back to your body in a positive way and allows your mind to settle and actually, when you get to that situation that you've been dreading, you will find that your own innate wisdom will come to the surface and help you make the best decision you can in that, in that moment. And there's nothing that you need to do before that. You need to prepare. If it's an exam coming up, you need to revise. If it's a job interview coming up, you need to read through that person's spec and, and prepare for the interview in a way that's going to enable you to do your best. But asking all those what-if questions, doing all that futurizing, it never helps. So I'm going to leave it there. And as usual, direct you to the other materials which you'll find in this module. And look forward to, look forward to seeing you again soon. Bye.